I think there's something really powerful about just saying, I'm going to try it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to get, I'm going to get some help from people who might know a little bit more than I do. And we're going to put it together and it's going to be what it's going to be. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Bree Noble. Thanks for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we help you learn how to make great music, how to connect with your audience, and how to grow your business. Speaking of growing your business, that's what I am all about. And in my Female Musician Academy, where I help specifically female musicians with this, we just had a fantastic guest expert on a webinar recently, AJ Amix, and he was talking about Twitter and how to grow your following and how to even sell more music by growing your following through Twitter. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because what I'm so excited to be giving away today, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, is a one-month subscription to the Female Musician Academy. And that is going to be given away to someone who's given us a review on iTunes. I'm going to choose randomly from those who've given us an iTunes review. And so our winner for this month is the person whose iTunes handle is WTFWFB. You have just won a one-month subscription to the Female Musician Academy. So please contact me at brie at femusician.com to claim your one month of the Academy, where you get all kinds of great training like the one I just mentioned. And I love this person's review, so I'm going to go ahead and read it right now. It says, powerfully inspiring. I found Brie Noble's program through her presence on Music X-Ray, and I'm so glad I did. I really appreciate the support to independent women musicians that this show offers. It is extremely valuable and validating to me to know it is possible to transition from wishing for the the pie-in-the-sky record deal to working in music on a daily basis in rewarding and exciting ways that include performing, teaching, and connecting with people meaningfully through music. Thank you so much for your review. It just makes me feel great to know that you guys are getting out of this show what I intend to put into it. So keep the reviews coming. If you need help figuring out how to give us a review on iTunes, just send me an email at brie at femusician.com or you can just go to iTunes on your mobile device or your computer and go into the section that says ratings and reviews and leave a written review. Make sure to leave your name or at least your handle, but your name is even more helpful when you leave the review. So if you happen to win, I can announce it on the show. Now that we've got that housekeeping taken care of, I can get on to my interview with Joanna Jewett. Joanna Jewett is best known for her soulful vocals, her professionalism, and her sunny disposition. Joanna was lead singer of Syracuse, New York's party band, The Critics, opening for Eddie Money, The Turtles, and Three Dog Night. Joanna is also the creator of the event Respect, Central New York Celebrates Women in Music and is extraordinarily proud to be working with multi-talented coordinator Julie Briggs to put the spotlight on talented local indie female artists. 
The second annual Respect event is happening on November 13th, 2015 at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, New York. So if you're anywhere near central New York, go check that out. It will be an amazing show and it's for a great cause. You can get further info at respectcny.com and Women of Substance and the Female Musician Academy will be having a table after the event. So if you happen to be there, just look for our Women of Substance banner and come talk with us. Now, here is my interview with Joanna Jewett. So that's a little bit about Joanna Jewett. So Joanna, is there any information that is not in your bio that's maybe a little more personal that you'd like to tell our listeners? Sure. Um, you know, I think uh, I think the biggest challenge for me is kind of balancing the day job and the part-time music job. Uh, okay. And luckily, through our respect event, I have blurred those lines. <laughs> um, you know, I've been performing for a long, long time, and um, Syracuse and Central New York is a relatively small town, if you will. And um, I'm really, really lucky that there are some amazing performers in my town, and a lot of them are women, <laughs> and they kind of rock. Uh, and I think, uh, I think our event has kind of brought it all together. Uh, I think women really represent diversity in a way that no, no disrespect to the men in this, in this market, but I think the women really have it all over the guys when it comes to just representing different kinds of music and genres and artists. So. Well, you know, I feel the same way being that I've got women of substance radio and all that stuff. So Definitely not going to disagree with you there. Um, we'll get into the whole um, what respect is all about yeah. in a few minutes. But I, first, I want to find out more about you. How did you get started in music? You know, I really started at a very, very, very young age. Um, I was probably in fourth grade when I really started singing, you know, in the school choir. And I loved it. Uh, I loved it immediately. Um, my parents, you know, were not musicians. They were teachers. So I think just by, you know, their naturally nurturing of talent and creativity was really important to them. Um, they literally let me draw in crayon on newly painted walls. So, mm. um, yeah, which I think, you know, I, I think uh, I think I'm especially blessed to have been raised that way because they were always really encouraging of any kind of creative outlet, whether it was visual, performing, um, arts. And as a result, you know, I wound up going to college and, and getting a degree in art. Uh, I started as a theater major and wound up with a degree in studio art. So, um, you know, and I think my parents were just happy to have somebody who was happy doing whatever it was. Um, you know, living passionately is important to me. And I think it was important to them to kind of instill that in me. So, um, so I literally started in school and uh, kept going, you know, high school musicals and into college. And then, I don't know, let's see, it was probably, oh, oh God, like 25 years ago that, um, you know, I was out with a bunch of friends after work uh, singing karaoke. <laughs> and uh, a local musician, you know, came up to me after and said, you know, you really ought to be singing with a band. And, uh, and that's just kind of how it all started. I joined his band, literally singing three songs <laughs> the whole night. <laughs> but I was happy for the three songs. 
And then, you know, it just evolved and wound up singing more and more and eventually singing lead and then leaving that band and, um, you know, joining and forming others. So that's kind of how it all began. Wow. Well, that's cool that you've hit so many different aspects of, of art and creativity. And you've been in a whole bunch of whole slew of bands <laughs> I saw in your in your bio. I have. Um, <laughs> how, so the whole time, have you been like a part-time musician doing that and also doing a full-time job? And, Always. you know, how have you balanced that? I have. And it's funny how, how life works, you know. Um, I guess you know, even though my parents fostered this creativity in me, I think I was raised pretty conventionally. So, you know, I've always had a mortgage or at least friends. I, you know, I'm not really one to live uh, with regret. I, I just think it's kind of a waste of time. But that being said, you know, now I'm 47, I think, you know, if I had it to do all over again, I probably would have really gone for it, you know, gone to New York or Chicago or you know, someplace and really tried to make it, you know, in the music business as a writer, as, you know, performer. Um, but I've always done it, always. It has from, you know, for, for all of my adult life, I have always performed, sometimes more intensely than others. Uh, this year, in fact, was an especially <laughs> busy year, uh, which, you know, I love my day job and I, I absolutely love performing. But this year, I definitely felt the crunch <laughs> over the summer. I played a lot this summer. And there were times when, you know, the days just kind of went into, you know, it was like, oh, is it Monday? Is it is it Friday? Mm. You know, so sometimes it is a little hard. And I am married. Um, so there's that too. Um, I don't have children. I have a dog who is probably even more demanding than a child would be. But yeah, I've always done it. And I think you know, you just get into a routine and it becomes part of what you do and how you function. I've always done it. Um, and so, so what is your day job? Uh, my day job is I am the director of marketing, public relations and communications for the centers at St. Camillus. We're a healthcare facility on the west side of Syracuse, New York. And um, we offer a lot of different programs and services Really, our goal is to help people remain independent in the community. So physical, occupational, speech, language therapies, rehabilitation after an accident, after surgery, um, specialized brain injury rehabilitation, long-term nursing care, home care, um, you name it. <laughs> we're, wow. we're, yeah, we're a big facility. And, um, you know, I, I was... a I was a, um, a media representative. I worked in radio. I worked in print. And about five years ago, I heard about this opening and I applied, never having been on the other side of the desk. You know, I was always in the sales uh, mode. So always pitching and, and never being the one to buy and place media. Uh, but it was kind of a natural progression, I think, from, from media sales I learned a lot. I know, hopefully, I know how to buy effectively, buy the right radio time, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it just kind of happened. Uh, well, I know we'll get more into it about the respect event, but more than ever, <laughs> the, the two roads have kind of become one, which is a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, have you used that marketing knowledge in your own music I to have. promote? I definitely have. You know, I, I will admit I am... Um, it's really only the last few years that I have become more comfortable with self 
promotion. And I, I know a lot of people who really do it so much better than I do, uh, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at it. It's certainly an important part of it. And if I had to make my living, uh, you know, performing, I think I would be a much better self-promoter than I am. Uh, I think because I've always had the comfort of a, a, a salary and benefits and, you know, all that, I have been, um, I'll admit, I have probably been a little lazy when it comes to that or a little, maybe not lazy, maybe a little bashful about that. Mm. Not to say that I don't have a lot of self-confidence. I really, really do. Um, but I guess, you know, maybe I've encountered some people who are a little over the top self-promotion, you know, and it has really, you know, it just, I, I don't have a lot of tolerance for that, I guess. Uh, I'm much more of the, um, you know, the mouse that roared <laughs> school mm. thinking, you know what I mean? Let your, you know, do what you do and do it well and take it seriously and put your time and your effort and really put your heart into it. And good things will happen. Um, that's always been my approach. And, um, you know, it, it still is, although I'm trying really hard, <laughs> trying to become a better promoter of myself and my projects. So hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm moving in the right direction on that. That's good. Yeah. So all these years that you've been doing music on the side, have you ever felt like this is not working. I need to quit this. This is just a waste of time. Have you ever kind of hit a wall and felt like maybe it's time to quit, but then push through that? Can you can you speak to that a little bit? I have. Um, you know, I think for me, I, I was part of, for nine and a half years, I was the lead singer of a party dance slash wedding band. Um, we did a lot of corporate work and it was very, very lucrative. I think it was just a really long haul for me, you know? Uh, so I quit. Uh, I, I quit something that I really, really loved. It was the right time for me to kind of back off a little bit. I really, really, you know, I love all kinds of music, but you can only sing I Will Survive so many times. Um, uh. So I, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped. Uh, I, I left the band under really, really good terms and uh, just took a few months off. And I'll, I'll tell you, I really didn't have a plan when I left. I was just ready to take a little break. And I would say it was probably no more than eight or 10 weeks before I thought, oh, okay, I need to do something. This is not me. Um, I'm not cut out only to have a day job. I definitely need both. I need, I need, um, I need the creative outlet uh, and I really have always loved being part of a band. I really love that. I love the dynamic. I I love uh, I love that feeling when you're in it and the people you play with become kind of your family. And I really missed it. So I reached out to a few people that I knew and had never played with, and said, "Hey, you know, do you want to just try it? And here's what I'm thinking. And here are the kinds of tunes I'd like to do." And we put it together and, um, you know, just kind of went from there, tried that for a little while, tried, you know, another a quartet after that. And it's funny because I feel like now, so many years into it, I finally have the two projects that I really, that I really love. I'm literally really proud of the guys that I play with. I'm proud of how we approach things. I love the music that both groups do. 
um, it took me a long time to get here, but I feel like, okay, this is kind of what I, this is why I paid my dues. And this is what, this is where it, it got me. So. So what are the groups called that you're in now? The one, my five piece group is called Funkadelphia. And, um, I'm really, I play with literally four of the most talented and four of the kindest men in this area. Um, they are as they're equally talented as they are kind and decent. You know, um, I would trust them with my checkbook. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd trust them to watch my dog. They're just really, really great guys. And they are just gifted beyond. Uh, you know, almost to the to the level of savant, um, really scary, scary good. And my other group is called the Mixtapes, and that's an acoustic trio. And actually, uh, the guitar player and the percussion player in the trio are also in Funkadelphia. So talk about a family dynamic. Mm. Uh, we're we're an acoustic trio, and you know the way I describe it is, it's not your typical acoustic trio. It's not. I mean, yes, we do landslide and, you know, uh, some of the kind of what you would expect from uh, an acoustic trio, a cover uh, group. But I think what I I think that what makes us kind of really special, at least in this area, is we take some songs that would not necessarily be stripped down to an acoustic three piece and kind of make them our own. And um, the response is always really like, oh, I love that song. Oh, oh, you know, it's just kind of a different treatment of of some things, but I absolutely love it. I think, you know, after being in um, the party wedding band was an eight and sometimes nine piece band. And I think after years of being part of something that was loud and in your face and very, very high energy, I was really I was just longing to do something acoustic and I absolutely love the sound that an acoustic guitar produces. I love that sound. I can never, me too. Never get enough of that, you know, that just that sound and the tone. And, um, so it's just so nice to be able to hear, you know, hear every single note and nuance in an acoustic setting. I, I love it. I literally can't get enough of it. I love that group so much. Now, do both your groups do all covers or do you do any original? It's all covers. You know, um, I have done some writing in the past with, um, typically with uh, a couple of people locally who are who write and really write and record. You know, I've collaborated, but I've never really made it um, it has never really been like job one for me. And it's interesting. I guess it must be just the passage of time and getting a little bit older, but I feel now, or maybe it's just that I absolutely love the sound, but I am increasingly thinking, okay, we really need to write and record. I think again, just because I'm so excited about what the three, you know, the trio, what we do I would just really love to see what we can create together. Okay, so what I wanted to know is I know you've played in a lot of bands and you've opened for some pretty impressive people. Has there been a time where you just felt like, oh my gosh, pinch me, I can't believe this is me, I can't believe this is happening? Uh, yeah, you know, um, years ago, my old band opened for Three Dog Night. And I have to tell you, when I was, I don't know, seven or eight years old, I mean, I actually remember my parents playing Three Dog Night over and over and over and over again. So 
So it was kind of like, really? Is this really happening? You know, I mean, you kind of go from your living room and, and you know, with your head against the speakers uh, on your rust colored shag carpeting to a big stage with, you know, really, really good sound. And you're opening for the group whose songs you you literally know all the words to because it was just part mm. of the soundtrack of your childhood. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, for me, I think I definitely have had other pinch me moments. Um, they're probably not tied to, you know, opening for national acts and stuff like that. I, I mean, and I, again, I know we're going to talk more about respect, but I think for me, that was a huge pinch me moment last year. Uh, the first show, um, you know, just as the show was opening, it was kind of like, is this, really, is this really happening? You know, this idea that I just kind of woke up with one morning and it all came together and we're in a full theater and it's about to happen. And that was definitely, definitely a pinch me moment. Wow. Yeah, it is really cool when an idea that you have just comes to fruition yeah. like that. There's a bunch of people there. So let's talk about respect. Okay. Tell us what is respect? Where did it come from? How did you come up with the idea? And what is the the mission behind it? Respect, uh, the you know, the subtitle is CNY, Central New York, celebrates women in music, um, is an idea that literally just came to me. I woke up one morning with the idea. I wish... I could say, oh, yeah, you know, after months and months of strategizing and, you know, brainstorming, this is what we came up with. Um, Not at all. Uh, It just really came to me organically. I woke up one morning last February and I thought, how great would it be to have, you know, all of the really um, well-known, super talented uh, female musicians in this town get together for one night, a live concert and what if it was a fundraiser for where I work? You know, we're a nonprofit organization. We work in healthcare. You know, it's uh, healthcare being what it is. <laughs> you know, we always need uh, funds to help us upgrade the facility, uh, which opened in 1969. So it's a year younger than I am. <laughs> I know I need some repairs every so often. And the same is true for our building. Um, and you know, I think because I always worked in the cover party wedding vein, there were a lot of a lot of songwriting, uh, you know, women who were into original material and artists that I knew but had never met personally. So I just kind of made it my mission to get to know these women. And I just boldly asked them if they would be part of this event. I said, it's really just an idea that I have, but I think if it comes off, it will be unlike anything that's ever happened. I got my band, Funkadelphia, to be the house band, knowing their work ethic and knowing their ability. I figured, okay, you know, they if, if they're into it, and they were, uh, they can back a bunch of different women, uh, all playing very, very diverse, diverse songs. So um, I, I also reached out to uh, a woman that I didn't know who has since become, uh, you know, one of my most trusted friends and my business partner, Julie Briggs, who had worked on some of the bigger festivals and music events here in central New York. So I just, I, we were Facebook friends 
though we were not personal friends, I sent her a message and said, hey, can I buy you lunch? I have this crazy idea. (laughs) I'd love your input. So we met for lunch. I told her what it was. I told her that I was thinking about calling it Respect uh, because I love Aretha Franklin and she, her voice and her music have totally shaped who I am as a singer. I told her the idea. She knew pretty much all of the women that I had in mind and made some really good suggestions. I didn't really know anyone who was working in the country uh, lane and she made a suggestion and uh, reached out to her and So, you know, (laughs) after months of kind of putting it all together and rehearsing, et cetera, uh, last November, we had this killer show that spotlighted women of all different age, uh, of different uh, ethnicities, and they rocked the house. I mean, it was just one of our uh, one of our MCs is Dave Frasina who's on The Revel 105.9 here in Syracuse. And Dave is, he's one of the nicest guys you want to meet. He really knows rock and he really, really knows music. And probably for the local music scene, he's as powerful an advocate and promoter as there can be. And so Dave and Amy Robbins, who's on uh, the one of the highest rated stations in the market, were our co-hosts. And Dave said, you know, to steal a line from Cor- Forrest Gump, one of the great things about tonight's show is that you just never know what you're going to get. And it's true. Mm. Such a mixed bag. Um, we had everything from jazz standards to um, really like in your face alternative to R&B um, artists. You know, I mean, you couldn't ask for a more diverse evening. Barbara Streisand to Sade, to Aretha Franklin, to Cindy Lauper, to Janis Joplin. I mean, and everything in between. I think one of the really great things about the evening was, you know, we all kind of have always worked in our lanes. And it was really interesting to see, because all I asked the women was, you know, just pick two songs by women who have inspired you. That was it. Um, it was, the rest was really up to them. and. It, you know, for some, I thought, oh, for sure she's going to do a Joni Mitchell song, or she's going to do a Melissa Etheridge song, or she's going to do a Gladys Knight song. And I was not right on any. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. even close. But it, it was, it was just such a powerful thing, uh, and the audience loved it. Loved it. I mean, the buzz was crazy the one of the performers said to me afterwards okay this was like a great big group hug and it really was I mean it was a real Mm. like this the spirit in the theater was definitely one of support and love of music and love of all these women and it just came off I would I literally wouldn't have changed anything so now here we are in year two (laughs) the the one thing that one thing I was thinking last year, God, you know, I wish I, I wish we had done more harmonies because, I mean, we have some real powerhouse singers in this show. So this year we're changing it up a little bit and we're doing some group songs. And uh, I think the harmonies will be killer. The uh, arrangements should be out of this world. Uh, and it's exciting. I think it's kind of a nice way to kind of move it ahead and improve even more. Um, I think. 
you know, there's some, there are some amazing harmonies to be sung out there. And I can't think of anything sweeter than female voices in harmony. I, you know, that's just, that's the sweet spot. So really looking I agree. forward. Yeah. Don't you think? I'm, I'm getting so jealous hearing all this because I really <laughs> want to be there. And it's just all the way across the country. I know. Plus I'm actually singing at another event that oh. weekend. So it's not going to happen. Oh, God. But Stacy's going to be there representing us, I'm so and glad. I'm so excited about that. It's going to be, but great. I really wish I could be at I the know, show because it sounds great. I know it, it's, uh, you know, for me because I'm kind of working both sides of this. You know, it's a fundraiser for where I work, and uh, I'm certainly passionate about what we do here and the mission and the people who work here. I really, really, you know, at the risk of sounding like a Miss America contestant. <laughs> They really, really do change lives. They literally help people get back to life after injury, disease, you name it. So for me, it just kind of ticks all the boxes. You know, it's it's going to be an amazing evening of music for a really, really, really great cause. And I think, I hope that and just the talent of the people involved, I think that's why our community seems to be rallying around it which is just, it's very moving to see. So it's... Uh, now, how did you choose the people? And did you have the same people as you did last year? I recognize a couple names on yep. there. Donna Colton yes, and Donna. Um, Jess Novak. Yep. They've all been on, they've been on Women of Substance. Yep. But is it the same people or is it different people? And how do you choose? It's all the same people and more. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my friend and partner, Julie Briggs, who I mentioned earlier, um, she's always the one saying, Joanna, it cannot be a 12 hour show. So I do try to edit, um, this year I have all the women are singing one song of their choosing and then all the group stuff, you know, in an ideal world, we'd be able to go on and I can add another 15 different amazing women, um, and there is a list, you know, there's a list of people that I would like to see involved in next year's show. But the day after last year's show, we literally sat and just kind of, you know, Monday morning quarterbacked the show and what was great, and what was, you know, what was, what worked and what didn't work. And there was really not much in the didn't work category. I mean, mm. you know, I, we really have some amazingly talented women and no one is alike, you know, no voice is similar. Uh, no approach is similar. You know, we have some who, and I, I, again, I think, um, no disrespect to the, to the guys out there, but I think, you know, some, some women are just real, um, when it comes to being on stage, they're really extroverted and it's about the audience and giving to the audience and and sometimes it's quieter and sometimes it's more personal and sometimes it's a little more inward than outward but I think that's part of the diversity again you know I think um I think it was very clear at least to me last year the performers who kind of leave it all on the stage you know what I mean to please the mm. audience and then the others who leave it all on the stage on the stage because it just has to pour out of them. You know what I mean? Right. And right. and it's just it's a beautiful thing to see. And you know, there were a couple of women who actually kind of paid tribute to their moms. Um, you know, one one of them sang a song that she used to sing with her mom 
You know, I mean, that's just, Mm. that's really, uh, you know, it's so personal and so sweet. And I think, you know, I think the audience was right there with her. Like they really got that, really, really got that. Um, Another one of our performers, Anna Vogel, you know, she talked about missing her mom and how singing over the rainbow really like kind of brings her mom into the room with her. And that was, Mm. I mean, you know, I felt myself really choked up. It's, it, yeah. you know, it was really personal. And I think women are so willing to share that side and put it out there and, and, uh, you know, emotions be damned, you know, I'm going to say it because it's the truth. It, it was just one of the many, many things that made the evening memorable and kind of unprecedented and really just something very different. And yeah, I think there's just something about getting women together on a stage. And we just did a a Chicago showcase the other day and it just, I can't wait to see the videos, but I know that it was so, it went over so well because like you said, all the artists are a little bit different, but there's that common thread of being women. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really an amazing thing. The the sense and spirit of sisterhood that came out of that event is really, you know, it's just another part of this thing that really, you know, like Donna Colton, who you mentioned, um, you know, I found out after the fact, um, when was it? Probably in January, February um, of this year, Donna disclosed to the Central New York, well, to everybody on Facebook via GoFundMe that she had been diagnosed with cancer and it was a, you know, a pretty aggressive and rare form. And on the GoFundMe page that she started, she kind of gave the timeline of how, you know, when she found out and what else was going on in her life at the time. And I was so moved um, because I asked Donna to um, perform on uh, 93Q. That's the radio station that Amy Robbins, our co-host, uh, is uh, the morning, you know, one half of the morning show. And there's Donna on, I think it was, I think we were on maybe on Tuesday. The show was on a Thursday last year. And here's Donna who had just literally days before received information, you know, found out that she has this major battle ahead of her. And here she is with a smile on her face at 7.15 in the morning, um, Mm. singing, you know, singing her, singing her ass off just to help me promote this show. Um, I was so moved by that, that, you know, she would have had every right to say, gee, you know, I can't really get up at five o'clock that morning and get myself together and go sing and be interviewed on the radio with you. I got a lot going on, but she did it. You know, she rallied and just, I I was so moved by by that, um, that I was actually messaging with Julie uh, that morning when Donna announced what she was going through and in a matter of probably 48 hours, um, Stacey Waterman, Julie and I put together Donna Falooza, which was a benefit, <gasps> which was a benefit for Donna and her husband, uh, that we had here at the Westcott theater on a really, really, really snowy day at the end of March. No, I'm sorry. It was March 1st, I think. And we got all kinds of bands and performers in town to donate their services. And I think we raised 
I don't know, I think it was like $7,500 that day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so, I mean, when I, when I say sisterhood, that it, it goes deep here, you know, um, a, a handful of the women from the respect show got in touch and said, what can we do? How can we help? Can my band play? What do you need? Um, mm. and you know, not all of us had met each other before respect, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, now we know each other. We're at least in each other's lives and we have some kind of shared experience. Um, and it's just, it's really heartening to see that, you know, again, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm sounding sexist, I think, but I just feel like that's just something that women do innately. You know, I think we just tend to lift each other and support each other in a way that is really unique um, and needed. So definitely. Yeah. And I want to, I want to point out to our listeners too, this is the third show where I've talked to a woman who's like came up with this idea out of the blue to do this thing, went out and did it. Yeah. Like didn't let anyone say, Oh, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. Yeah. And then just huge impact out of it, you know, and, and I talked to April with the SoCal Girl Fest and I talked to Victoria from the Northern California Women's Festival. And I feel like there's just a trend here mm. of these women coming together and putting on these amazing events. I love that. That are started by women. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want this to be an inspiration to our listeners that they can do this too. I'll, you know, in every case, um, not April, she's not a musician, but she worked in the music industry yep. at Live Nation and stuff. Yep. And, you know, these are musicians who are starting this thing. Yeah. And maybe they don't have all this, you know, tons of business experience mm -hmm. and stuff, but mm -hmm. they had an idea. They went out and did it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's it. I think, I think there's, there's something, there's something really, really powerful about, about just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get some help, some help from people who might know, might know a little bit more than I do. And we're going to put, gonna it, put together, it together and it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, and, and for, you know, the day job side of me, <laughs> you know, I'm really happy to say that last year's event was the first one and we netted $8,100 that all went back to the centers at St. Wow. Camillus. I mean, you know, I, I do other events and I've done some other event planning and I think anytime an event, a first year event makes decent money, be happy. Um, and when it creates this kind of groundswell and this kind of, um, you know, fellowship for lack of a better word and sisterhood, uh, I, I think that that speaks to, you know, not only women, but the power of community, uh, you know, there's a phrase that we keep kicking around this year, and I think it's absolutely true that collaboration is magic. It really is. Mm. Um, this never, it never would have gotten off the ground if anyone had said no. <laughs> you know, if, if, I mean, we had, including myself, there were 18 of us who performed last year, and this year we have um, 21. Um, you know, if half of those people had said, no, I think I'm going to pass, you know, it, it wouldn't have been what it was. But I think just that willingness to try something, to support another woman, uh, to support a really good cause, those that was the driving force behind this. So I absolutely I think it's and powerful. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. And on, you know, on that powerful note of you saying 
collaboration is magic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, you know, we are, we're nearing the end of our time, but I've had such a great conversation with you. I just want to be sure and close on, on that note. Absolutely. Collaboration is magic. Yes, it is. And you never know what someone's going to say until you ask. Absolutely. I, so you come up with something, you go out and you find the people that you think might be able to help you do it. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to ask. That's right. I'll tell you last year, um, uh, there wasn't a lot of talking at the show, but at one point I, you know, I thanked the band obviously. And I, and I said this and I, it's just true. You know, a lot of people said to me, how did you get all these women to do this? And the answer was, I just asked them and they all said yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's power right there. That's powerful. Ask, don't be afraid, put it out there. People are willing to make something happen and collaboration is magic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I love that ending note. Good. I want to thank you so much. Thank you. And please let us know um, where we can find out more information about the, about the respect event and um, you know, where, where they can find you online and, and all that. Yep. For more information about Respect, CNY Celebrates Women in Music, please log on to www.respectcny.com. You can find me on Facebook, Joanna Jewett. Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, not as often as the other two. Uh, I'm too verbose, I think, for Twitter. Um, But, uh, or, you know, certainly you can learn more about St. Camillus, where I work at uh, www, and yes, you need the three W's st-camillus.org. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Bree. Well, thanks, thanks a lot. Of course. Thank of you. Course. It's, it's so inspiring to hear stories like this. And I'm, I love that there are many being told. <laughs> really? Yep. More and more, seriously, more and more all the time. I awesome. mean, maybe I'm just in the position to hear them, but I feel like they're, they're cropping up all the time. I agree. I love it. Awesome. Alrighty. Collaboration is magic. Indeed. Thanks so much. Thank you. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson. <laughs>